right, welcome to Your Time, Your Money, the show where your time is just as valuable as your money, and we know that. Great uh, to have you today, Adam. Good to be here. Yeah. Appreciate it. For our listeners, thanks for uh, tuning in as usual. Uh, We've got a uh, topic today that shouldn't take too long, but I think is actually very important. Some people don't even know it exists. Right. And that's how to find state unclaimed funds. Money, money, money. Money, money, money. So why why don't we delve right into it? I'll let you do the honors. It's your time. Your money. And, uh, you know, I, I thought it was a timely topic because this is something that we consistently try to do for... Uh, clients at the SC Group is, you know, we try to run clients throughout the year through state unclaimed funds to see if there's money there that was missing. Sure. Okay. And uh, today's format I thought would be, you know, kind of just that general conversation of what we do with a client that has never heard of unclaimed funds. So, you know, having you basically pretend that you're a client Yep. and, uh, you know, really delve into why and how and where you look for them and how you apply for them and what you could have in there as well. Sounds good. Why don't we dive in? So what's What's unclaimed funds, Mark? Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> well, you know, unclaimed funds is one of those things where occasionally money gets lost to you. And I say lost to you because a financial institution uh, perhaps can't identify where you are in your life. So, for instance, let's say you moved. Let's mm-hmm. say you moved from New York to uh, California or even you moved from, you know, Albany to Catskill. Right. But you forgot to notify a financial institution of that move. Right. So what are they going to do? They're going to send you mail to your old address. Most likely the Postal Service is going to forward it, which sometimes takes a while. Mm-hmm. And But they're only going to forward it for so many days or months. Right. And then afterwards, if you still haven't changed with that financial institution your mailing address, if they send to your old address, they're going to get it returned back with a yellow sticker on it. It says undeliverable. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, by law, they have to keep you know, they have to provide you your timely quarterly statement, your your annual review and things along that lines. And if they can't, they're going to send you a notice saying, hey, we can't get hold of you. But unfortunately, what do they have usually? Right. The address, that's it. Right. <laughs> right. So they're going to send that and they might get one, two, three, three, three months, maybe six months worth of statements and stuff get returned. Eventually, they're going to say, hey, we don't have to want to have the liability of it. And they're going to turn it over to the state. And by financial institutions, just for our, our viewers and listeners, you mean anything from an, an investment house to a bank? Yep. And, and, and actually, it can even go even farther. It could be maybe you had a gift card that expired and, and you know, or a gift card you lost and there's money outstanding that, hmm. you know, say let's say Target right. or another company had sent you and they know that you're the owner of that and it hasn't, you know, been spent. Uh, Or credit. It could be a a credit due to you by uh, New York State or another organization. Uh, It could be maybe a a rebate check, Mm -hmm. right? So, you know, it used to be get rebates, right? right? And you can mail in a receipt and get $50, $75 back. You know, you buy this Husqvarna chainsaw and you get a $75 rebate. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so it could be any check that was uncashed. Checks are usually good for 180 days or so, depending on, you know, the organization or 90 days. And then uh, then they expire. But the money doesn't go away. It's still You're still entitled to it. They right. just need to reissue a new one. But if they can't find you, they're going to send it to unclaimed funds. So, you know, most clients probably don't know. Uh, I would think the majority of the time they don't even know that these things, these funds exist, right? Yeah, most of, the, most of the time they don't. Or in the case of the checks is they, they got the check, but they never cashed it. Right. Right. Okay. They put it on their counter. It got lost. Maybe, you know, the spouse accidentally shredded it. Right, right. You know, the kids used it for Barbie Playhouse or well, something. And sometimes they just come in postcard form. 
Yep. And you know, it's a it's a weird shape. It doesn't look like a normal check. It's, it could look like a postcard, and like you said, it just gets tossed. Yep. It right? could have been yeah. in an envelope that you thought was junk mail, and you decided to throw in and shred it, right. and there was money in there. Yep. Right. Okay. So, uh, you know, you never know what it's going to be, but it, it could be through an estate settlement. Perhaps it was an inheritance you're entitled mm-hmm. to. Uh, you know, certain inheritances have to be paid out or within a year of the date of death. Um, so, if they can't find the legitimate owner and there's no claim to it, they're going to send it to state unclaimed funds. And, and and some states have billions of dollars that are just sitting there mm-hmm. that aren't claimed. And they're Amazing. gonna and they're gonna hold them there. So Amazing. you know. So I think one thing to understand is how to find it, right? So each state has a unclaimed fund website set up. Mm-hmm. You can usually, uh, you know, Google or search, you know, state unclaimed funds. And the one thing you want to be cautious about is you want to go to the state site, okay? okay? Yep. Because there are companies out there where they will go through the process to apply for the unclaimed funds for you, but with anything, what are they going to charge you? Right. A fee. A fee, yeah. Right? So they might say, hey, I'll go and find this, uh, you know, unclaimed fund for you, but I'm going to charge you 5% or 10% or whatever that number is. A finder's fee. Yeah, finder's fee. When all they're doing is really going on the state unclaimed fund way. You know, taking the addresses off the site, mailing people and making a project out of it and saying, hey, I can get this money for you. Mm -hmm. Right? But in most cases, the state site will usually have the state comptroller on it. Okay. Like so a you, picture of them. Yeah, a picture right? of them yeah. or their name in the top. It'll say state comptroller. Usually it's like, you know, State's, government, the government. seal or something. Yeah, yeah. It was just, it's a government website. Yep. So it's usually not a dot .com right. or a dot dot .net, gov. you know, something yep. along that lines. Um, but once you know that you're on the state site, if you're if you're searching on claim funds, usually it's very simple. Like So for New York State, mm-hmm. when you get on that site, there is a search now button. Mm. And it says in big letters how much money is on claim. How many billions of dollars? And that wow. keeps changing. Yeah. It's almost the opposite of the national debt. Right. So, <laughs> you know, it, it's a credit, right? Um, but once you click search, it's very simple. All you're doing is putting in your last name and your first name or middle initial or first and last. I, usually I recommend put in your last name uh, and maybe your first name. Leave your middle just initial to, out for, okay. for first yep. uh, just to get a, you know, if you have a common name like yourself, right? Right. Adam Jones. Right. You're gonna to want to put the middle name in. Right. There'll be like five hundred uh, But know, but if you put in your Jones. middle name, you might miss some of the searches. I, I because would, if the check was issued to Adam Jones with no middle initial, right. it's gonna come up as Adam Jones. Right. So it could it could come up as um, my name, middle initial, my name, no middle initial. Your and name, it, full middle name, full or just full, initial. Yeah, right, right. Right? Okay. There's, there's yep. a ton of different ways that it could come up. Yep. And <clears throat> in your case, with a common last name common first name, you might have, you know, it might say one of 380, mm-hmm. or it might only list the first 150, depending on the site and the site capability. Yep. So there's usually refining search things, like what addresses you want to check, right? Mm-hmm. So when you pull up that list, you're going to look down that list, and, and usually it has addresses next to the name. Okay. So you're going to look for not your current address only, you're going to look for all your past addresses. So we've had people where it was their college address 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, so so it's whatever address that that institution that owes you money had on file. Um, you know, and so this might be maybe an address that you stayed at for one month. Mm-hmm. It might be one that you lived at for a long period of time. Uh, but that'll help you identify, obviously, whether it's yours or not. And what kind of what kind of amounts are we talking about that that people might find? Yeah, I mean, it could be a couple cents. Okay, all the way up to. Hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. Wow. So we had a client, they 
got $110,000 on state unclaimed funds. Wow. What was you what know? was the source of those funds? Yeah, so, you know, for in that in that, in case, that case it was an inheritance. Okay. That was due and and you know, they ended up not being able to find that person and they mm-hmm. ended up, you know, paying it out. Mm-hmm. But in some cases it's a couple bucks. So usually at least I'll speak for New York State site, but every state site's a little bit differently. Usually on the New York State site, if it's under a certain amount, if it's uh, say 50 bucks, 100 bucks or, you know, smaller amount, you can usually apply right away. You okay. can you can hit a claim button. It'll have you fill out your social, your date of birth. It'll verify that you were at that address. It'll ask the new mailing address that you're on. As long as you're verifying those sources, uh, usually within a week or two, you'll get it in the mail. Wow! You'll get a check paid out to you in the mail. Yep. Uh, usually, once you verify your sources, it'll give you more detail. Sometimes they'll show a little detail like who the who the company was. It'll say like Target, or it'll say like you, okay. know, uh, you know whatever Freedom Mortgage Company, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more hoops you usually have to jump through, the larger amount. Okay, so well, it's complicated sense, right? for you to get to it. Right, it's usually a sizable amount. Right, you might have to involve attorney. You might have to involve paperwork, actual physical paperwork. Um, the more hassle you have to go through, the larger it usually is. It makes sense too, right? Because you could have scammers out there just searching people's names and looking for large amounts and then claiming to be them. So yeah. the, and, the validation process, I would think, would need to be Yeah, and, you're, and you're going to want to check with your CPA as far as the tax liability of, uh-huh. of those funds because some funds are 100% taxable. You know, so let, let's say you move, but you had a 401k somewhere, and that 401k got turned over to unclaimed funds. Mm. Well, that's a distribution. Right. You know what I mean? Interesting, so, yeah, yeah. So yep. you, you might have to pay tax on that whole amount. As you mm. come over, right, and, and you would like to think that people don't lose track of fifty thousand or twenty thousand or a hundred thousand, but it happens. Sure. It happens more often than not. You know, we, we we've had clients that have said, "Oh, you know what? I forgot I had X amount of money in some other account." That that happens all the time. People just get yeah. Well, think of it like this: if, if, if you have ten thousand in an account and you move a couple times in like five, six years, seven years, right? Mm-hmm. You have market growth on that money. While they're while they're waiting to find you and stuff, you have market growth on some of that sure. money. So that ten could quickly become fifteen or twenty before it goes to unclaimed funds. And if that's the case, then it's gonna be a sizable amount compared to what you think it is. Right. You know? Yeah. And it amazes me how many people have five hundred bucks that were in an old four hundred one K or something and then they just lost it. Right. And they just, I, I don't know where it is. And you check and, and it ends up being on unclaimed funds. Oh. So the other thing I encourage people to do is when they go on there, just type in all your family members too. That's what actually was going to be my next question was, so what happens if, um, you know, someone's parent passes away and they want to check and see if under their name. Was just type in their names, look for their addresses. If you find them and you're, you're the beneficiary or executives of the estate, uh, you're going to go through a different claim process. Right. You have to prove that you are the person that's going to inherit that money. Uh, but you could do this for, for any person or relatives that you know. It's, it's actually a pretty fun game. I mean, mm-hmm. imagine, you know, searching your your best friends and finding five grand or ten grand, right? They go, well, you at dinner. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know? yeah. But uh, we do that quite often. Uh, you know, it's just search out other family members. Uh, a lot of times I'll call a client and I'll be like, you know, hey, uh, you know, let, let, let's say last name is, you know, McGillicuddy, yep. you know, whatever name we want to use. You know, if I see five different names on there, I'll talk to my client and be like, hey, do you know a Judy, a, a Paula, a blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And usually they'll be like, oh, yeah, that's my aunt or that's my cousin or whatever. Well, did they ever live here? Oh, yeah, they live there. Okay, well, let them know right. that they're on unclaimed funds. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, it, and it, it's funny because... You could run it now, but because of the delay process of the money going to state on claim funds, y- you could try again six months later and something may be on there. 
Hmm. So it's really something that you should get in the habit. And we do as an advisory group is get in the habit of running client names through unclaimed funds because we want to find that. Right. We want to find that free money, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And it amazes me how many advisory firms don't use on claim funds or don't even remotely search their clients. Sure. On there. I mean, like right. I said, I mean, we found one hundred and ten thousand for one client. I mean, I, I think we're over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars of unclaimed fund money for, for sure. clients that that's rightfully theirs. Yeah. You know, and if that's money that can help them with retirement or invest. then so be. And that's not even counting the amount of three dollar, five dollar rebate ones that we found over a period of time, (laughs) you know, you you know, and and it's funny because the one client with the larger amount, you know, they kind of didn't want to play, well, you know, is it worth it? I want to go through all this effort for for $3 or whatever. The thing is, is you don't know. Right, right. You you know what I mean? Yep. And I always tell clients, look, if it's three bucks, it's still three bucks. Well, it's it's free to search, correct? Yeah, it's free to search. There's no fee from the state or anything like that traditionally. I can't speak for all states, but I just know on New York State site, it's usually fairly simple to get through. Right. And, uh, you know, I I hope that listeners take this. They jump on unclaimed funds, you know, whatever state they might be in. Make sure it's, once again, the right state site. Right. And start searching. And, of course, that would obviously be pertinent to wherever you lived. Yeah. And it, you may not live in that state anymore, but check that state's yeah, site. Any state that you may have lived in sure. or had accounts in. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, you know, because you just don't know. It, it may be out there. Yeah. So, Amazing. you know, just a little tidbit today. Make sure yep. that our listeners are, are familiar with the site, how to do it, and, and they search it. So hopefully the search, uh, uh, the searches from this, uh, you know, episode alone right. will crash the site probably. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. It's yeah, absolutely going down. Yep. <laughs> so as always, uh, you know, like and subscribe. If you have topics that you'd like us to cover, send them in. Uh, you can find the SLE Group at 43 British American Boulevard in Latham, New York, 12110, or at 844-444-YTY. And as always, it's your time, your money. Adam Jones, Matthew Chirillo, Mark Esley, Financial Advisors, 43 British American Boulevard, First Floor, Latham, New York, 12110, 518-724-5004. Cetera Investors is the marketing name of Cetera Investment Services. Securities and insurance products are offered through Cetera Investment Services, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services are offered through Cetera Investment Advisors, LLC. Cetera is under separate ownership from any other named entity. Special thanks, Chris Conlin, owner and craftsman of Skulls and Sawdust, 518-852-3673, skullsandsawdust at gmail.com. Special thanks to Bobby Chase and Jeff Carlson of Next Evolution Media, 518-879-1779, bobbychase84 at gmail.com. And last but not least, a very special thanks to our families for sacrificing many hours to let us see the vision through its reality. This material has been prepared for informational purposes only and is not tailored towards any particular individual investment objectives or financial situation. This is not intended to be an offer or solicitation to purchase any security or insurance product. Cetera representatives do not provide legal, tax, or estate planning services. Should you require such service, you should consult a legal, tax, or estate planning professional. A diversified portfolio does not assure a profit or protect against loss in a declining market. Rebalancing may be a taxable event. Before you take any specific actions, be sure to consult with your tax advisor. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily the views and opinions of Cetera Investment Services. Any recommendations mentioned in this episode are meant for educational purposes only and should not be construed as advice or personal recommendations. Always consult your financial advisor, tax advisor, and attorney for details related to your specific goals and objectives. Investments have risk and can lose value. They are not FDIC insured. The situations presented are hypothetical to illustrate key topics and should not be construed as actual client situations or experiences. 
The Essie Group operates under Satara Investors and is responsible for the production of this show. All views and opinions are solely that of the Essie Group. You should always obtain a perspective when available prior to investing to know your risks, costs, and fees associated with the investments. Satara Investors is a marketing name of Satara Investment Services. Securities and insurance is offered through Satara Investment Services, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Satara Investment Advisor, LLC. Satara is under separate ownership from any other entity named. 43 British American Boulevard, 1st Floor, Latham, New York, 12110. Phone number 518-724-5004. Individuals affiliated with this broker-dealer firm are either registered representatives who offer only brokerage services or receive transaction-compensated commissions, investment advisor representatives who offer only investment advisory services and receive fee-based on assets, or both registered representatives and investment advisor representatives who can offer both types of services.